Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. wonderful to have you here on the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you, to empower you with knowledge so you can make better financial decisions in your life. And I'm going to begin today with something I love, eating, and something I hate, paying too much to eat. And I want to tell you, there's a war going on over your wallet right now between restaurants and food delivery apps, you're the casualty of this war. I'm going to tell you what you need to know to protect your wallet. And we talk about travel a lot. People ask a lot of questions about travel, and it's usually air-based. And from time to time, I'll hear from people who say, why do you never talk about Amtrak? But there's something else that is growing very quietly in much of the country, would you believe a blast of the past traveling by bus? I'm going to talk about that later this hour when it might make sense as the best way for you to go somewhere. So we had a company meeting recently. A few of the staffers were together for a meeting. They were hungry and they were going to order in lunch. And so they went on to a restaurant they decided they wanted food from. They were going to order from DoorDash, and it seemed crazy, crazy that it was a nice restaurant, but three people were ordering, and without tip, it came up as $121.80. So then Sally, our managing editor, went directly on the restaurant's menu and saw that the meal was only $90 on the menu. An extra $31.80 ordering DoorDash before tip. This is something that's a tug of war going on. I saw an item where there's this big fight and DoorDash is suspending restaurants that are marking up their food a whole lot and all that. But the truth is, if I'm a restaurant owner and I pay the massive fees that DoorDash or Uber Eats charge, I'm losing money on every delivery order there is if I don't charge higher prices for delivery. So you may not even know how much money you're paying. My son learned, he learned the hard way. He's a teenager. He was hungry in the evening. He ordered McDonald's over one of the delivery apps. I don't know of which one it was. The next day, he's telling me about this, and he is so upset that he ordered just a few items, a Big Mac, some nuggets, and a fry, and it was over $20. And then it turned out at the restaurant, it was 12 And I'm like, you know, this is the deal, Grant. You know, 
there is no free delivery. You're paying for that. The price difference more and more is so gigantic between the delivery apps and the restaurant itself. I've discovered something else because knowing about this, I go and I pick up the food myself if we're ordering out and I'm bringing home because it's so much cheaper. But then I discovered something else as well that a lot of times you'll see with the food delivery apps when you're at a restaurant's website, they'll say you can order from this one, this one, this one. They'll have an option where you can order through one of them for pickup. Well, guess what I found out with that? The prices are still higher, not as much marked up, using the pickup option as just picking up the phone and calling the restaurant and placing a to-go order. Yeah, I mean, the embedded cost of these food apps is so large, it's just throwing money out the window. Convenience costs, and you have to decide how much convenience is worth to you. What's convenience worth to me? Nothing. Nothing. I want that money in my wallet. You know, you work hard for that money. And maybe occasionally you splurge on delivery. But for me, that's not something I do. I don't want to spend that extra money at all. And before you publish a Clark Stinks, yes, I know that by far the cheapest option is buying food at the supermarket that we cook at home and we eat. That's true. But if you are going to eat restaurant food, go get it yourself. Either eat in person or get it to go from there. And you're your own Uber Eats or DoorDash driver. And save, remember, you're saving 30, 40, 50% on the cost of that meal when you're your own driver. Okay, we'll go to questions. This is from Will in Georgia. I plan to retire from the fire service in five years. I'll be 55. I will also have a city pension that will pay me 75% of my current yearly salary. I have a small state pension and a 401 slash 457. Whenever I read anything about how much money I will need in retirement, it is all about the balance of the 401 slash 457. How do I value my pension? I do not have a million dollars in my 401, 457, but I feel like having the pension means I do not need the balance that many of the retirement calculators say that I do. Is there a formula for converting the pension payments? Yeah, first of all, thank you for your bravery and your service to your city being a firefighter. You know, it's such a dangerous, dangerous job being a firefighter. And years ago in my TV work, I was doing a story about the danger from an improperly installed clothes dryer. And I was in a a fire training center and I was in a suit and I had to be in the, the building when the structure caught on fire from an improperly vented dryer, you know, the lint filter thingy. Oh my goodness. The intensity of that heat was something that as I'm talking about right now, I remember clear as could be. Let me tell you, every time I'm using a dryer, I always check the lint filter first and make sure it is completely 
clear because uh, the consequence is unreal. And that is completely off the point. But I just want to tell you how brave a person you are to be a firefighter. And when a fire is something we're trying to leave, you're going in at yeah. great danger And there's so often first responders at any car accident or if you're calling for an ambulance, a lot of times the fire department shows up even quicker than anyone else in there. I read 97% of fire calls are now not for fire. Mm. They're for other things, but firefighters are the first responders on the scene. Thank you. Your pension is worth millions. There are calculators. Your union should have a calculator available to you based on the pension you have with your city that will calculate what is the value equivalent of that pension. When you figure that that pension will provide three quarters of your salary, you know what that gap is, the amount of money that you'll need to generate basically from the investments you have. And so the amount of money you need to save is far, far less, a tiny fraction of what the calculators would normally show because uh, you have this pension. You did not say if your pension inflation adjusts. A pension that inflation adjusts is far more valuable than a pension that stays fixed over the years because over time inflation will erode the effective benefit of that pension. But so often municipal pensions do inflation adjust. So the amount of funds you'll need are far smaller than you might think. Also, retiring at 55, you may find that it's worth it for you to work somewhere part-time a day, maybe two days a week, maybe five days a month somewhere, because it brings in enough money and gives you some structure, some activity that will deal with any shortfall you have going from 100% of salary to 75. And then in turn, you can allow the, the money you have in the 401k and the 457 to continue to grow into the future. James in Florida says, I'm married and I'm currently the only one making income, so I max out my Roth IRA at Vanguard every year. I'm self-employed, so I also opened a Roth 401k at Vanguard. Here are my questions. Can I contribute to my wife's Roth IRA even though she's not currently making an income? Would I just put the money in her current Roth IRA that she used to contribute to, or do I need to open another Roth for her? Also, can I both contribute to my Roth IRA and my 401k Roth in the same year? We file our taxes jointly and do not make over $100,000. All right. First of all, James, you are a savings maniac, which makes you my hero. It's great that you're so focused on saving money. And yes, let's deal with the last question first. You are allowed to do what's known as a spousal Roth. The law anticipates that there may be an a two- person household there may be one person working the other staying home and maybe with kids whatever and so you're allowed to contribute up to the max in the Roth IRA for the spouse even though the spouse is not working outside the home you are also allowed because of the income you have you are eligible at that income to do both a Roth 401k for yourself and a Roth IRA without worrying about being ineligible. The ineligible issue would be for Roth IRAs, but the income you have to make to become ineligible 
is much, much higher than your current income. Elizabeth in Connecticut says we're planning a trip to Spain in October and reserved a rental car with, via Priceline with Hertz and directly with Sixth. Both only offer collision damage waiver to cover the cost of the rented car, as does my Capital One credit card. Amika confirms I have no liability coverage for the rental under my home auto policy. Priceline, Hertz, and Sixth say they don't offer separate liability coverage. How can I get liability coverage for the rental? I'm also renting in France for two days. Okay. This is a complicated question that I've done so much research over the years, I can't even tell you. If you call customer no service at any travel company or any car rental company, they are not trained on those phone calls to deal with questions and are likely prohibited from answering a question about coverages you would have or not have. In Europe, it is customary that in the various countries, there will be a requirement of liability coverage and some amount of collision coverage that are dictated, required by law on the rental car company. If you go look at the terms and conditions for your rental that you have booked with Sixth and with Hertz or through Priceline with Hertz and Sixth, whatever it is, you go look at it, you will see in the terms, your eyes are going to go bleary reading 60 pages of stuff, but you'll eventually find the part where they tell you what liability coverage, if any, is included with the rental, whatever collision damage coverage is included with the rental by government requirements in Spain and France. This is one that I had recently as an issue with a rental in Italy. In Italy, there's a government requirement that's very specific for those. And you'll find that to be true in so many countries in Europe. In the United States, with a rental, you're going to have to rely on the liability coverage that you'll have for temporary use of a rental car with Amica. It is not provided for you overseas, but then in turn overseas, you'll have it. The other thing is that if there's nothing that states a liability coverage, go start using Dr. Google or whatever search engine you use and start asking inquiries like, is liability coverage automatic with a rental in Spain? Is liability coverage automatic with a rental in France? And you'll see what the government requires as you hunt around. There is no one strategy that gets you to those answers. That's why you have to be patient and do the digging. By the way, uh, from my recent trip to Europe, I got the unpleasant information that I got a speeding camera ticket. Uh. And I'm waiting to hear how many zillion euros that ticket is. Mm-mm-mm. Do you know I've had two speeding tickets, well, now three speeding tickets in my life, and only one was in the United States <laughs> and two we're outside the country. See, you actually should not travel because if you don't travel overseas, you're not going to get a ticket, right? I can't wait to share when I find out how much that ticket oh is. It's going to be an ugly number. That I can guarantee you. It was in Germany. I oh. got the ticket. So uh, coming up ahead, you want to avoid a ticket? Well, Leave the driving to Greyhound (laughs) or some other bus service. Yep, we're going to talk about that coming up. 
Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The airlines have become amazingly not reliable at all. Johnny Jett, a blogger who does videos and does a lot of TV and writes a daily blog about the travel industry, every day posts how many flights are suffering lengthy delays that day and how many flights are canceled. The delays from the airlines way up, cancellations, three times historical numbers right now with the airline industry. It's become a very hit or miss industry to travel with. That's why I tell you, with cruises now, you need to consider if you're going a long distance to that cruise, arriving at the port two days before the cruise if you're going by plane, instead of my old answer of one day. That's how messy the airlines are running their operations now. It's just pitiful. So if you are going 400, 500 miles one way from wherever you live to wherever you're going. Today, increasingly, people are driving instead of flying. Routes they used to, without thinking about it, they'd go fly. Southwest Airlines recently, which carries more passengers in the United States than any other airline, has increased what they call their stage length of their flights. They are pulling back on short flights 
because people are not trusting the short flights and they're putting in longer and longer flights, replacing them, flying a different frequencies, different routes, changing the mix of flights because the airlines have lost the public confidence. So now where something might be an eight hour drive or less, people are getting in the car and driving instead of taking what would be a 45 minute to hour flight otherwise, just because you don't know if the airline's going to offer you same day service. It's pathetic. So there is an alternative that I was just asked about when I was uh, doing a media appearance. And it was like, I should talk about that on the podcast. I was just asked by somebody who was looking at flying, but didn't want to drive what I thought about them. Cause it was about a five hour drive taking the bus instead of flying on an airplane. And I was like, yeah, I mean, there's more and more discounted bus service around the country from uh, Flicks and Megabus. And yes, Greyhound is still out there. Flicks and Megabus use a different model. They don't use traditional bus terminals. They say, you know, we're going to pick up at the corner of so-and-so and so-and-so. And they take you somewhere. There was recently a trip where I had to make a change and the flight was going to be a fortune. And I was going to take Megabus. And it was about a seven-hour ride. And it was $25 for the Megabus. And then I found a car rental on a reposition where I was able to do it for $9 for the car rental because they needed them where I was going instead of where I was. And so I did the car. But I was really thinking about doing the Megabus. Megabus is an up and down experience. Flix is, any bus. But the point is, this is something that's growing in the U.S. as people are more and more fearful of what the experience is going to be like at the airport. I love flying. I love flying. But part of the reason you fly is to save time. And if the time equation is now broken, think about if you're going on a flight that is an hour, but the drive would be six. Let's just say that's the comparison, one to six. It's not really an hour to fly. Because you got to get to the airport ahead of time to go through security, to be at the gate in time to board. At the other end, you're not where you're going. You're only at the airport near where you're going. You are likely only saving 90 minutes to two hours, not five hours different by driving. Or if you take the bus, it's not going to be as quick as you likely driving your own vehicle. But with these regional bus radial routes that are generally nonstop between different larger markets between two cities, you don't make stops usually. This is a potentially cheaper way to go and the time difference almost nothing and likely more reliable than flying with the airlines now. This isn't going to be forever. Airline travel isn't going to be horrible all the time. I remember one day I was in one city, you were in another. 
we were both delayed multiple <laughs> hours and we were racing to see who was going to overcome the delay first. And I ended up beating you by like 12 minutes uh-huh. or something after multiple hour delays. I mean, it is messy. It is definitely messy. It's not fun sometimes. You know, if I feel lucky if I'm on time these days and if I don't have any changes in my schedule. Speaking of airlines, David in Illinois wrote in and said, considering the recent lawsuit American Airlines brought, what are your thoughts on skip lagging and should consumers continue to book this way as a way of saving money on flights? So American is at war with passengers over what's known as hidden city fares, now more modern term skip lagging. There's a lawsuit against the skip lagging website. What this is about is American United and Delta have built what are known in, uh, in the lingo of the trade, fortress hubs. And so American in Dallas, as an example, is their biggest fortress hub. And Delta in Atlanta is their biggest fortress hub. United has Newark as a fortress hub and Denver and Chicago, blah, blah, blah. So they divide up the biggest markets in the country and an airline will dominate them. So if you fly from, let's say, from Chicago to Dallas on American, they're going to charge you unbelievable fares to do it. But if you fly from Chicago, change planes in Dallas, and you go on to, let's say, San Antonio or El Paso or wherever, the fare will be as little as a third what it is, even though you've flown further than the original Chicago to Dallas flight. So skip lagging is a word now and a website where you can see, hey, I'm actually going from Philadelphia to wherever. What's the cheapest way to get there? And they'll show you where American or in the case of Delta, United, any of the three full fare airlines, where you actually buy the ticket to in order to save a ton of money. You can't check a bag. You got to make sure it's small enough that if they run out of overhead room, you have something small enough that will go under the seat in front of you because otherwise your bag goes to that place you're not really going to. You can only buy one way and never claim frequent flyer miles. And the odds are about 1 in 10,000 that the airline would maybe 1 in 100,000. They'd ever figure it out and come after you and try to bill you the difference. So... Yeah, as long as you jump through all the right hoops, this is fine. And the airlines have done a lot to create these monopolies in different cities. And they're very upset that the technology and information is available now that you can avoid the monstrous fares they're charging in these fortress hubs. It's not illegal to buy one of these tickets. You're not breaking the law. Angel in Oklahoma says, my husband and I recently bought electric bicycles from Amazon. Since these were a bit pricey and have batteries, I started to search online to see if you've ever said anything about the two-year protection plans by Asurion. Is that how you say it? Sure. I'm not sure. They're a huge, huge. player There's some- in the... Uh, extended warranty business. And they're often offered at point of purchase. In doing so, I ran across and got sidetracked on a whole other protection plan. And they named the protection plan. They have an unlimited plan that covers eligible online purchases for a $10 monthly subscription. They say you can cancel at any time. 
It sounded great and too good to be true. I did read under their list of ineligible items that ride-ons such as bikes are one of the purchases not covered. So that answered my question about the electric bikes. As one of your longtime fans, I'm always telling my friends and family, well, Clark Howard says, so I thought I'd take my own advice and ask you what you think of this company, as well as the protection plans sometimes offered by Amazon on specific purchases. So electric bikes, I'm not as concerned about the warranty issues as I am with the fires coming from the batteries that are burning down entire houses, all kinds of things. There are a lot of substandard electric bikes being sold in the United States. The batteries are not up to speed and they can catch spontaneously catch on fire with tragic results. So when you buy an electric bike, you have to actually pay attention to who the manufacturer is, the sourcing, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. When you are buying an electric bike, if you cannot store the bike in like a detached space or something like that, you can't put it outside when you're not riding it, only have it inside when you're charging during daylight hours, you need to go to a electric bike seller, an actual store, and make sure you're buying a bike that is one that is known to be, as much as can be known, is safe. That's a whole different issue than what you're asking me about the cost. The reality is electric bikes have proven to be amazingly reliable, just like electric vehicles, although I think we now sell more electric bikes in the United States than electric vehicles. They are booming as a marketplace. The batteries for them don't have anywhere near the cost of batteries for an electric vehicle where the batteries can be unbelievable thousands of dollars. So I would not spend the money to insure those batteries. Would you buy one of the ones at Costco that considered, I mean. That's a good question. I'm going to check on who they're sourcing their bikes from, if I can figure that out. Because Costco's a natural. They sell quite a few electric bikes from time to time in the store, but mostly at Mm Costco.com. And that's a great question. Are they doing proper sourcing that you're not going to have to worry about the batteries spontaneously combusting? Sure. Okay, this is from Jan in Georgia. Hey, Clark, didn't you mention Amazon or another platform doing telemed doctor appointments? I looked on your website search engine but couldn't find anything. I'm wondering if this is a viable option to ER and urgent care visits. And how do you verify the company as being legit? Well, Amazon, you'll have to decide if you think Amazon's legit, but it's Amazon who's rolled out the nationwide virtual clinic visits. So if you go to clinic.amazon.com, you'll be able to see the services they offer in a virtual visit and what's involved. The thing with the virtual visits is there are things a doctor cannot properly diagnose in a virtual visit, even looking at you. There's so much they can't do that they can do in person. So it is not a substitute on a regular basis for seeing a doctor or a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant in person. There's no viable substitute for that. But there are situations where what generically is called a telemed appointment is appropriate 
And Amazon wants to dominate that space. If you go to clinic.amazon.com, you'll be able to see what conditions you can do an electronic visit for and what it's going to cost you for that visit. There are scattered, depending on your insurer, there are scattered offers available where you can do a telemed kind of appointment with a preferred provider they have. And I know that um, the biggest, I think they're the biggest insurer now nationally is Aetna has a thing where you can talk if the employer you have your Aetna insurance with has contracted for this. You can have a virtual visit with a registered nurse for free at any time if that is a service your employer signed up for. The reason they do that is they're trying to eliminate off-hour visits to urgent care centers and hospital emergency rooms. I recently did this through Cigna um, that I have my health insurance through. It was an actual doctor's appointment, not a sick visit, but just for a medication thing, refill. And it was amazing. I got to choose from all these different doctors that were licensed in my state. I did the online visit. It was seamless. I really enjoyed it. And it cost me nothing. So was it a chat or was it a visual face-to-face? And it was free in the Cigna plan. It was free. Yeah, so the insurers, anything they can do to keep you out of a hospital emergency room, they will do. In fact, the weirdest thing some insurers or companies now offer is hospital rates have gotten so astronomical in the United States that for certain things, they will pay for you to fly overseas and have medical care overseas, fly a family member or friend with you, put them up, pay to fly you back, and the insurer still saves tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars versus what medicine costs now in U.S.-based hospitals. That's how out of control medicine is and why people would offer you these free visits just to keep you out of a hospital emergency room. Also, tomorrow I have you scheduled to talk about dental medical tourism. Which is a giant market, Mm -hmm. giant and controversial at the same time. So tune in tomorrow. For more things that will make medical professionals mad at me in tomorrow's edition of the Clark Howard Podcast. And that concludes today's podcast. I hope that you've heard something today that will help you do what we're all about. Save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off. Have a great day.